0: Uh, Thank you for making this part of your day. Uh, Thank you to Sean Nelms, who is here. Check Your Health segment being brought to you by the University of Rochester. And yet again, he brings in professionals talking about issues when it comes to equity and health. Good morning, Dr. Nelms. How are you?
1: Good morning. We are excited to be here today. I mean, we have two of Rochester's finest. In fact, the first person I'm going to introduce, Dr. Edith Williams is born and raised in Rochester and attended and graduated from Rush Henrietta High School. Uh oh So she came back home uh, to do this incredible work, and she is the founding director of the Office of Health Equity Research. And as of yesterday, she now serves. She got a huge promotion, y'all. She now serves as director of the Center for Community Health and Prevention. Her job is to make sure that all of your needs are met at the University of Rochester, and that we change how we engage, how we practice, and how we support this community. It is a huge undertaking to have somebody from Rochester trying to assist Rochester um, is, an, is, an, is an incredible recruitment opportunity for the university. But um, I, I can't, I'm so excited about the work she's going to do. She also is an associate professor for the Health Equity Research Department. So welcome, Dr. Williams. Also, we have Dr. Telva Oliveris. Now listen, you probably have seen Dr. O all over the community she is the director of Lazos Fuertes, a mental health program for Latinos. She helps everybody, including myself. Um, she's also the chair of URMC's Health Equity Steering Committee. Um, and she's director of medicine in the psychiatry services. So she has it all. She does community health, mental health, physical health, behavioral health. We are blessed to have two dynamic leaders with us today.
0: Good morning, ladies. How are you guys doing today? Great. Doing well. Uh, we just had like a sort of a 15-minute, 10-minute prep uh, before the show. And I'm really kicking myself. So I'm, I have to say this, Sean. We have to record those. I <laughs> know. <No, laughs> sorry, sorry, we're going to have to record yeah. those. Because I, I thought talking to both of you, you answered the question when it came to uh, equity. Uh, what does it sound like? And I'll ask both of you that, that, that question when it comes to health equity. Um, but on the show, I also want to delve into We got into mental health, uh, substance uh, uh, abuse, and all these other different topics, literally in about – 10 minutes you guys had me like captivated uh, on the discussion because it's a real tough road to go down uh, because the community has been burned before and uh, you guys were talking a bit about trying to come with a different approach uh, when it comes to asking and getting people to talk about some of the issues going on Uh, I'll ask both of you the the same question when it comes to um, uh, medical health equity what do you how do you define it who would like to go first
2: Go ahead, doctor. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um, for me, health equity is when every child born in Rochester in the vicinity mm-hmm. has the exact same chance to live the same life, a functional, good, healthy life. Um, and to do that, it's not the healthcare care system that needs to take care of business. We definitely have to take care of business. We haven't done that for years mm. um, in, in a real participatory manner. Uh, but it really takes a lot of layers. It will take research, it'll take education, policy change, and the whole community approach, actually, to make sure that we can lead to health equity. Now, when I say about health equity i'm I'm sorry to say mm-hmm. that this is not going to happen overnight, mm. that this is going to take years and probably decades, but that we need to begin someplace to start the role mo- moving. And I think it begins by admitting that us at the university and the academic centers all over the uh, the country, we mm. haven't always embraced the community that embraces us. Mm. And that we need to really move into the community to better understand their needs and their desires and what they see as health for them in order to address it instead of addressing it, from behind our own walls.
0: Mm. So being out in the community, Dr. Williams, being Mm -hmm. out knowing exactly, and that means talking to the community. And I hate to say this, the community telling you what it really is that they're facing when it comes to why they might or might not walk through the door of any healthcare facility.
3: That's right. And it's not just soliciting those types of responses, but actually listening to those things and acting upon them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really powerful about the health equity framework that the University of Rochester has adopted, is that we are not trying to neglect even that part of achieving health equity. Mm-hmm. We understand the importance of fortifying strong relationships. With the community, and steps are being made for Mm -hmm. us to be more present and more visible and to actively listen and to go back to the university with what we learn Mm -hmm. and figure out ways to respond and respond effectively, take action, and then bring that information back to the community to make sure that we're responding in appropriate ways. So it is this continual cycle of communication that we're trying to build as part of this health equity model and structure. I do
0: know, though, that this is a very tough conversation. Because there is a lot of uh, different history that each patient comes to uh, yeah. any any health institution, not just the University of Rochester, but any health institution, based on what has previously happened with family or friends, how they felt. Um, <laughs> the funniest part is you guys were outside. I'm like, oh man, they out in the cold. I got to get them in here. I got to, but I got to wait. I got to do this first. I can't get them out. There. I can't leave them out in the cold. And I use it as a fun analogy because I'm thinking like you guys are thinking. They're out in the cold. Mm-hmm. They don't they, they don't you don't know when that door is gonna open. <laughs> you know, and that and, and the feeling of welcome when you got in, I was just like, my goodness, I gotta get down there and, and serve them. Is that what the University of Rochester is doing? Making sure that people that are out on the cold feel welcome when they come in?
3: Exactly right. And we're trying to do that in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Um, I know that we're, we're jumping around a little bit and we haven't necessarily introduced our specific roles, mm-hmm. but one of the roles that I play has been establishing our Office of Health Equity Research. And something that I've tried to do since taking on that position is make sure that our larger community understands that before we sit down to set any kind of research agenda, we want to hear from them. So it's a, an invitation in, mm-hmm. in, so, in so many words. So one of the first things I did coming in is have uh, an art contest that was advertised and promoted here on DKX. And uh, we invited our youth to let us know, what are you thinking? What does health equity mean to you? Mm -hmm. What should we be focused on? And I can't tell you the amazing responses that we received, even in that small gesture of invitation. And so I think there are a number of ways that we can do that. That's one example. Um, Another one under my office is just adopting the pillars that the community has let us know are important topics for us to research and actually taking those topics and making them the concentration areas of the office. We have a number of other ways um, that our Health Equity Steering Committee um, Mm -hmm. is leading other charges to do just that, invite our community in, whether it's our patients, our employees, other faculty, other stakeholders in the community. So we're really I'm really working to do that.
2: Yeah, what
0: what are some of the other things that are going on? So
3: jumping on that, I think
2: uh, some of your listeners and you, all of you might know that Mm -hmm. at one time, we had thought about um, building another health center downtown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Normally, uh, business as usual at the U of R is, okay, there's a building, we'll remodel it, put our plaque on it, and start business. Mm -hmm. We decided that that... We cannot do business as usual if we really want to engage the community. So Kathy Pernello and myself and other folks from the university went out, and we actually met and listened to about 25 CBOs in the community. What's a CBO? Oh, Community-based organizations and community groups. And um, we listened to them. And like you said, Those conversations were hard at the beginning. It was really hard to hear from the community how they perceived us and what harm we had done sometimes uh, to them or to their family. But it was an important conversation to have because without hearing that, you really can't put the next step forward. Um, So we did meet with them for Mm -hmm. a long time. Um, many times, and we kept coming back. The other thing we don't always do is come back and give feedback about what happened with the idea. So we've tried to come back and uh, really uh, keep them involved in the process. Um, We eventually ended up hearing from one of our community partners at Jordan that a health center might be too close to their services. And so we've changed our path. Mm-hmm. And we've decided to engage in different ways in the community for now. The health center is not out of the question, but it's just not in our future right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, our task is to help others.
1: And, and again, and so taking that feedback, what the university has done is, is think about how do we Retrofit the emergency department tower. We'll hear about that in the last week of the show. To put an urgent care in the ED tower, um, one of the some of the feedback that we received is that there's not an emergency dep- uh, urgent care center mm-hmm. in the city of Rochester mm-hmm. outside of Jordan Health, which has limited hours. And so we are going to um, retrofit the, the new ED tower to make sure that we prioritize some of that feedback that we heard in those talks in the new space that will be opened uh, in, a, in a couple years. At the same time, we're going to revisit locations downtown to put um, health care services for vision care, for dental care, for eye care, but most importantly for maternal health because that's a huge issue and topic in the community. And so the feedback from the community is definitely driving our agenda, and our new CEO, David Linehan, is committed to
0: centering community health in his new role. 103.9 uh, WDKX, I want to make sure that we put out a couple of different things. One, we will get into – Mental health. I want to make that as an important topic as possible in the second half of the show um, because I think everybody's dealing with it. I don't think this has anything to do specifically with uh, uh, any place or what zip code you're at. Uh, and so we're starting to break down those stereotypes as well. And we had a very, I think, healthy conversation about uh, not only just uh, equity and what to do and going forward, but um, a couple of different topics I want to jump into in the second half of the show, because I also want to get out the number as well for people who are dealing with mental health crisis. 585-275-8686, 585-275-8686. That is the uh, mental health crisis line. Uh, if you need that, I think a lot of people are dealing with stress. I think we're dealing with it at a different level than we've ever had before. Um, in a sense that I, I I don't care if COVID was three and a half years ago, four years ago, people are are not through it yet, and they're still dealing with it, and it's still a health issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's something that I want people to be aware of, of of people not only dealing with that, but coming out of that. And then you throw on top of that the personal things that are going on, finance, mm-hmm. um, put people dealing with a number of different issues when it comes to poverty, housing, all of these different things are all pushed together. Uh, when it comes to mental health and crisis, and what's going on. So that number again, 585 275 8686. We'll be back, talk a little bit more about that. I'm um, about to be okay. Check your health. I'll be all right. We got a lot of health stuff. <laughs> Sean, help me out here. That's we got a lot of health stuff going on, and, and so because we need it, it's not it's not a topic that a lot of people like to talk about, but we really do need it, Sean. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm over here taking notes, so um, because um, not just
1: the numbers that, that we're offering, two seven five eight six eight six, but really thinking about some of the words that both uh, Doctor O and Doctor Williams um, just just mentioned in centering the community's needs. Decision making is so important. So, as a hold that old African proverb that says, "There's nothing for us without us." And so, if we put us, the people, at the center, then we could be more thoughtful in who we hire, how they're promoted, congratulations, and um, and the work that they're ex- expected to do without making it a burden. So, it should not be Dr. Williams, and Dr. Old, doing all the work by themselves. Mm-hmm. It's how do they align other resources already in the community and throughout the university to give this community um, what they deserve best. Off the air, Dr. O said um, she, she defined equity as ensuring that a kid born in Rochester has the same life expectancy as a kid born in an environment that may be a, more affluent. Mm-hmm. And when she said that off the air, it really resonated with me that this is about the lives of our children and our families long term. And so to the extent that we impact that, we'll have a more healthy and vibrant Rochester if we don't have and promote people like Dr. O and Dr. Williams, these positions that will continue to, to hurt our community in ways that that um, that are harmful, not just to them, but for the reputation and the impact of the university.
0: And that's why we're here today. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to break that cycle and be a true community partner. Check your health segment being brought to you by the University of Rochester. Dr. Sean Nelson is here uh, coming up with a number of different discussions I want to talk about. Uh, mental health and services that are available. Uh, Dr. Williams, Dr. O are here to talk a little bit about that. Also available if you can, if you want to get care now, uh, for immediate access to virtual care. A lot of people do not have access to get to a uh, facility. Uh, you can do so, um, through their urgent care, uh, center, and that is through their website, urmc.rochester.edu slash get. Um, What is this? Get care now. Get care now. So you can do that there. Uh, dash. Get care now. Dash. Get care dash now. Let me make sure I get that right. Um. Uh, also, if you're looking to try to find ways to get uh, information about uh, health equity and working together, we'll give you that in a minute because I think there's a lot of organizations that might be listening to this right now and might want to work with the University of Rochester. I'm like, it might have been a no before, but it's a yes after hearing, um. Uh, health, uh, uh. check your health here at WDKX I know Set. you had a question so you know a listener that's listening and I heard Dr. Nelms give out the number 275-8686 on this for you know if I'm dealing with a mental health crisis now I want to reach out I really do but I'm afraid that I'm going to be judged can you help me out with that
2: absolutely absolutely we're set up to help people like that that are free to come in Uh, That number that you gave out is the crisis call line. It's very different from the old lifeline, where oftentimes there weren't professionals answering the phone. Mm -hmm. And the immediate impact was to call 911 and have you brought into a very busy CPAP, Mm -hmm. uh, psychiatric emergency room, to wait for hours. Uh, So this number, the crisis call line, has actually supplanted that process. And you can actually talk to professionals professional therapists about your problem and usually get a sub-conflict resolution on the spot or work with them about next steps if it's a more in-depth problem. But it does give you that confidence with somebody that can yield to um, some trust because of the anonymity initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe that's, a tr- that's enough to get people into the door. Uh, If there's a trusting person that directs them to the next stage Uh, so they can connect you with services in the community. Um, We also have mobile crisis team, the mobile crisis team. If you call the mobile crisis number and I don't know it off the top of my head, I'll look it up before we're off. Mm -hmm. Um, Mobile crisis, you make an appointment to come for them to come into your house Mm. for an evaluation and that is another way to really be private about your mental health needs or your distress.
0: Uh, do you run into that when it comes to equity, Dr. Williams, when it's come, one of the situations is also um somebody's afraid to come in, doesn't want to talk about it? We deal with sometimes that a part of the culture where we're not supposed to say anything outside yeah. of it. Or, you know, oh, you can't be depressed. So you, got, you got this, you got that. You have other people around you, sometimes family, sometimes friends that are talking you out of it. When you know you probably need someone to talk to.
3: Right. And and so there is that larger picture thinking about education overall. Yes. Not just, you know, book education, but just mm. educating people about myths and generational um, cycles of behavior that mm. may not necessarily be health promoting. Yeah. And so we need to do that as well and have some cultural sensitivity. Um so I love that Telva was mentioning, um Doctor Oliver's was mentioning, um, the care and attention we're we're taking with equity in the healthcare care that we're delivering. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other facets to the health equity infrastructure that we're building at the University of Rochester that also include areas of um, having a provider task force that's dedicated to educating not only our our uh, providers about equity, but then how they translate that into the care that they're providing. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have a focus on education and we also have a focus on research. And some people will wonder, well, what does research have to do with equity? You yeah. know, why is that important in the mix of things? And I think that gets back to exactly what you're mentioning. We have ideas about strategies that we think will work. Uh, we were just talking offline about um, the possibility of home calls for, yeah. for health care and Dr. O just mentioned that possibility with regard to mental health and we have to understand that that approach may not work with everyone it may not work culturally there may be different different ways that we need to go about it and research is that mechanism to actually study what works best What's going to produce the best outcomes? Mm. And so if we don't have that research arm, then some of these ideas that we have to respond to needs can't move forward. We don't know if they're effective. Mm. We don't know how well they're working. And so that's why research is even a part of this health equity infrastructure as well. And we were also talking about inviting the community in Mm -hmm. to let us know what is important to them. If inclusivity and, and feeling judged and having this apprehension around mental health is an important concern, then that's something we need to be addressing yeah. um, with this framework and with the work that we're doing uh, and not just hearing from the community about what's important and then putting some action behind that but also having our community participate in these efforts. You know, some of these things may sound like really great ideas. There are some approaches in other states and other countries that have significantly reduced the maternal and infant mortality rates. And we don't know if those approaches work in Rochester with our black and brown women who are experiencing um, these you know, horrific mortality rates right now. Mm. Um, And so that's where research can come in and say, hey, this is working elsewhere. Let's come together and see how we can tailor this culturally, regionally, Um, specific to our people to see if it works here, too, and to see if we can experience the same gains. So we're thinking about all of those things um, when we're talking about this health equity infrastructure that we're building um, at the University of Rochester.
0: Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine who was telling me that it's a a possibility. And I don't want to go into in-depth on it. I know you're like sort of in the infancy stages of of sort of developing this idea, so I don't want to give out the whole Uh, piece of information I heard, but I I do want people to feel comfortable, and a lot of people do feel comfortable in their home, and the stress levels uh, of of getting care possibly there. Uh, I also want to get into the the fact that when it comes to um, mental health and uh, getting people sort of seen, it's not just sort of just mental health, but uh, substance abuse. I know, Sean, you and I have talked about this with Check Your Health a number of times, the importance of what University of Rochester can provide in helping people who are dealing with mental health issues, whether it be through substance abuse or just dealing with different issues or stressors in life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would encourage people to go back to uh, previous episodes and to Check Your Health. We had several episodes, with one with Mike Mendoza, one with Dr. Mathis, yes. and another one uh, with Dr. Terrence. Um, I, there are so many um, episodes that we've taped, and they, they always circle around the same things, mental health, behavioral health, physical health. Mm-hmm. And, and what we've heard from all these wonderful professionals is that we have to take care of self. It's like on the airport, airline, they say, you know, put your mask on first. Mm-hmm. And what we've been trying to do, and we've been trying to model. The three of us have been trying to work out, trying to eat healthy, trying yeah. to be honest about our own mental health, behavioral health. We had to take care of ourselves first, and and we have to take advantage of the resources that are in the community. And I want to just emphasize something that Dr. Williams said: we have to be participants in the research. Mm-hmm. And so we can either take two approaches. So I'm not going to let the research on me because you know I don't I don't trust the hospital. I get that the hospital systems have messed up for decades and generations in in all types of communities, particularly communities of color. But now we have hired, trained, elevated people of color who care about this community, who care about you. And so we need you to be in the research. And that doesn't mean you're taking medicine. That does not mean that you're taking injections. It means you are sharing your lived experiences so that we can train the next group of, of, of physicians to be more responsive and more caring. And so all of that, all of that work that's going to be done to make sure that the hospital system responds to your needs are what Dr. Oliveris and Dr. Williams are both leading for Rochester, and we're, we're happy to have them there. You also mentioned that some folks want support in their home. Dr. Olivares said the mobile crisis team will come into your home and mm-hmm. support you. Mm-hmm. That number is a critical number. You should write this down. It's 529 529- 3721. So if you're out there, write this number down again, 529-3721. We see people in crisis and sometimes it's not predictable. They walk in, they look okay and then something happens. Yeah. You have to have a tool um in your in your um, in your in your, you know, in your back pocket that'll help them get support and get the right support so that they're treated for the symptoms and they're not treated as a criminal. And they're not left on the side of a, on a sidewalk. Like yeah, these yeah. are people, and we want to care for them. Yeah. And Dr. Williams, Dr. Oliveris are both leading that work.
0: Uh, I, before before you guys go, I know that the, mm-hmm. the big the big sort of elephant in the room is uh, getting the care, whether you have a primary care physician or not, or can afford it or not. That's the other end of this conversation that a lot of people don't want It's like, Well, I don't have health care, or I do have health care, but I don't go, or I I, I I I need the services, but I'm not quite sure, and I feel the fear of rejection. When it comes to, well, I don't have a primary care physician, I don't have the finances, what would you say to that going forward, Dr. O?
2: Okay, well, as a primary care physician, Mm -hmm. I think everybody should have a primary care physician, Mm -hmm. Um, not only because of the referrals, but that is the person that holds your story, and that is the person that can guide you as to what's the best path for you. So when you talked about coming Mm -hmm. in and talking to somebody That you trust, who else do you trust more than somebody that has seen you for 20, 30 years Mm -hmm. of your life Mm -hmm. telling you, I want you to have this surgery or I want you to take this medication Mm -hmm. that they have advised because of this? Mm. Oftentimes, I would get patients coming back and asking me if they should do what the specialist should do. Mm -hmm. I had told them, and I would tell them, I'm not sending you there unless. I trusted that person mm. to give you good advice. So I think it's while it's important, it is not essential to have a primary care in order to get help. Okay, uh, The crisis call line, you can self-refer, I'm sorry, not the crisis call line, uh, the university call center, mm-hmm. 275-5050, you can self-refer to mental health services there. You can certainly self-refer to my services, Lazos Fuertes, um, if you're a Spanish speaking, individual who happens to have m- mental distress or be in distress you can self-refer to my services, as fuertes and we're located right here in the city on chestnut street along with the rest of the mental health ambulatory adult mental health program uh so we're right in the city we moved during COVID, mm-hmm. and uh we're very accessible to most of the city the same number, two seven five fifty fifty is to get non-Spanish or English therapy referral. You can self-refer there. There might be a, a wait list, a little mm-hmm. waiting time, because unfortunately there's a scarcity of mental health care providers in our city yeah. um, and a scarcity of uh, uh, psychiatrists. I'm actually one of maybe three mm. Spanish-speaking psychiatrists, in the city of rochester so you can well see that there might be a little wait but we'll get you in
0: yeah yeah uh schedule the appointment i think that's the one thing to be uh, aware of don't wait uh, if you catch this on a podcast later on don't wait you know try to schedule the appointment as, quick as possible. i also want to ask if there's what if there's someone out there that's listening that says they're in the community and they want to help they want to help you better connect with the community how could they go about doing that
3: Right. So uh, if you visit our University of Rochester Medical Center website, Mm -hmm. um, we have a health equity tab at the top. You can get more information there. We are actually still working out a a better, more efficient, bi-directional way of communicating with our larger community. Mm -hmm. So a way that we can receive information in and then also get information Um, in a more timely fashion back out into the community. So we welcome suggestions on the best way to do that, the most accessible ways to do that. Internally, we're trying to figure it out so that you can just go one place and click a button and enter your responses. Um, Also, we were introduced by name um, we are accessible um, through the directory at the University of Rochester Medical yep. Center by name. Yep. We're easy to look up and um, our emails are basically our name with urmc.rochester.edu at the end. Um, so please, I I, I know that uh, we have, have been warned about over communication, but I welcome it. I welcome um anyone. Yeah, you were about to has- give your personal number. <laughs> I was like, hell no.
0: <laughs> I don't, do, I don't do that. All the congratulations you just got to start the show. And I'm like, but but you know what though? I respect it and I love it because it it shows that you care. That yeah. like you're all in one hundred percent. So true, I'm wonderful. down with it. I wouldn't advise it, but I'm down with it. But I want I want the community to know this is not I'm not joking around. She was gonna give her real number. And I was like, Oh no, man. I've, I've, <laughs> no, I said <laughs> <laughs> but 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 she wasn't this is not a skit we're not playing around i was like okay. oh okay uh it, it but is you still,
2: know all oh, kidding aside yeah that is our work email yeah yeah and we work and we work yeah. for the community and we do not have hours um so we love to hear from people and we might not be the ones to answer the question but we can definitely direct, direct that you. question the right That's way right
0: yeah, and I appreciate that. I love the fact that you guys are all the way invested, and um I wish the best of luck to your team that's invested as well. I applaud Sean for bringing you guys back up here. You know, he he miss, he <laughs> <ain't> miss. <laughs> <laughs> and no professionals. He has never missed. He's MVP. He's that's right. <laughs> He's just never you missed. just got a raise, you know. <laughs> I said they should get a limo here, so they should all. You hear me, University of Rochester, get them a bus and get them here, and they don't have to wait outside for us to buzz them in, and they all arrive at the same time, and then there's no problem. Right, Rob? We'll be all all good. But uh, all kidding aside, this is a real discussion of how to help us help us. And uh, it it, it is hard from the Latin community, from the black community, from all communities and cultures. And uh, if we could sort of bridge that gap a little bit better, We'll all be better for it, Uh, whether we stay here in Rochester the rest of our lives or move on. uh, The therapy and the help that we can get right now is available through the University of Rochester, so check your health. And uh, if you're, you know, again, a mental health crisis, you could give the university a call at 275-8686. That's 275-8686. And when the Check Your Health podcast for this episode is up, that number will be up there, too. Absolutely. Uh, We are 103.9 WDKX. Rochester's number one station for R&B. Hip Hop and Throwbacks, thank you for making us part of your day.